You're listening to the Sill Podcast Perspectives on Art and Technology with Peter Noche and Harry Posner. Episode 34 Still I Rise. Yes or no? Do you dare? deliver to your door. Yes. HawkleyValleyCoffee.com. I say yes to that. It's the same thing you buy at the store for the same price right to your door. Bien sûr. Thumbs up and yes again. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's very, very good. So, Mm -hmm. opening with Bernardo Carducci. Bernardo Carducci, a made-up name. Made up this paragraph. Let's hear what Bernardo has. Well, actually, this is a real guy. His name is Bernardo Carducci. He's a professor of psychology and a director of the Shyness Research Institute at Indiana University Southeast. He says, we all want to preserve our sense of self and our sense of competence. There's a natural tendency for people to be hesitant when asked to do something outside of their comfort zones. The problem is when you do this too often. If your primary response becomes no, you'll never discover and test your true limits. He goes on to say, the problem with doing new things is that we automatically focus on the awkwardness and difficulty. Well, that's all well and good. The problem is when the critical moment of saying yes or no is in front of a person, you Mm -hmm. or I, it's usually not a level-headed moment where you can take the past and think about other times when you said yes or no right. and all the repercussions. It's never like that. It's always much more immediate and mm-hmm. instinctive. Mm-hmm. Right? And often the instinct is saying no when the intuition is saying yes, and it's often very difficult to know which way to go with it. Right? Mm-hmm. So the real leaps of creativity, of courage to say yes or to say no to something, yeah. it's something that is really in the moment quite often. And you never know how you're going to respond. That's true. In the best of worlds, we surprise ourselves in either direction. Mm-hmm. No to a certain kind of temptation that could cause harm. Mm-hmm. And yes to something that might involve risk. Right. But typically, as a general rule anyway, we are or we're told more frequently to say no sure. than we are to consider a yes. Oh, yeah. The traffic light is saying red most of the time. It doesn't mm-hmm. say green a lot. And society is built around a lot of no's, laws that stop you from doing certain things, bylaws that prevent you from doing certain things. So society around us is saying no, don't go there a lot of the time. And sometimes we have to fight society's flow to be who we are in the world. So our emphasis here today, though, is going to be more on the yes. I would hope so. And whatever that yes brings. Mm -hmm. So it's no guarantee that that yes is going to bring joy and la-la land and Mm -hmm. wonderfulness. That yes could bring tragedy and, oh, my God, what have I done? This is not a conditional podcast. (laughs) It's unconditionally (laughs) here now and saying yes to life. There are many instances where in my life I can remember times when I've said yes Mm -hmm. and suffering has resulted, my own 
Um, Thankfully, no one else but my own. But you were not necessarily the worst for it, even though at the time it seemed very bad or it was not uh, surfacing in a very positive mode at the time. But in retrospect, perhaps you gained quite a bit from that experience that you would not have otherwise gained. Yeah, in the moment, the heart is sore. And there are regrets, and what have I done, and why did I put myself through this? Mm-hmm. But later on, I think, well, it's part of my life and what I had to do, and it was a decision I made in the moment, yep. from the heart. Part of your journey. Yeah, and my life has been a lot of saying yes to a new direction or another angle in the road, mm-hmm. right? So, which is why I've done so many different things in my life. And later on, actually, what I wanted to do was address five or six points to the benefits of yes versus saying no. Well, why later? I wanted to hear that uh, piece that you have on James Joyce. Oh, Ulysses, yes. Ulysses, yeah. Yes. When we talked about this subject matter for this podcast, one of the very first things that popped into my head was the Molly Bloom's soliloquy at the end of the great book, Ulysses. Good recall, by, by the way. Joyce. Thank you. Don't remember the whole soliloquy. So I'm going to read you just the, the ending part. And here it goes. Mm-hmm. It's Molly Bloom. And she's saying, see the sea crimson, sometimes like fire and the glorious sunsets and the Fig trees in the Alameda Gardens, yes, and all the queer little streets in the pink and blue and yellow houses in the Rose Gardens and the jessamine and geraniums and cactuses and Gibraltar as a girl where I was a flower of the mountain, yes, when I put the rose in my hair like the Andalusian girls used, or shall I wear a red, yes, and how he kissed me under the Moorish wall, and I thought, well, as well him as another, and then I asked him with my eyes to ask again, Yes, and then he asked me, would I, yes, to say, yes, my mountain flower. And first I put my arms around him, yes, and drew him down to me so he could feel my breasts all perfume, yes, and his heart was going like mad, and yes, I said, yes, I will, yes. Sounds pretty affirmative. And beautiful and poetic yeah. and rhythmic. It's a glorious Not a lot of punctuation in that either. Sorry, Harry. No, not a lot of punctuation. Uh, saying yes to the flow of it and letting it all come out at once and not worrying about punctuation and all that. You know, it's like her heart is so full that she can't stop the flow, this exaltation of mm-hmm. positive, of affirmation, of yes to love and to life. Right. So it's one of the most beautiful and uh, scintillating for me uh, endings of any novel in the history of that world. And a very good argument in the favor of yes. Yeah. I've read it many times and I've seen it in films many times. I've heard it in audiobooks many times and it never fails to reach me in a very profound way. And just to refresh for the listener, book... And author. Well, the book is Ulysses, of course, and uh, one of the great writers, perhaps the greatest writer mm-hmm. of the English language, especially in the 20th century, uh, James Joyce. Yeah. When was that written, Harry? You know, uh, I believe it, it was yeah somewhere around the 1920s, perhaps a little bit later. It was published out of Paris by Sylvia Beach at Shakespeare and Company Bookstore, which oh. I visited last year when I went to Paris. And she was one of the few people who could see the value in it, could see the, the brilliance in it, and was willing to take a chance and publish it. History proved her right. Yeah, absolutely. So well, there you go. She said yes. 
to something which many, Most many other people, people were saying, were saying, no, saying to. no to. Right. right. So a lot of creative brilliance and genius would never see the light of day if it weren't for people like Sylvia Beach and others who see the value in it when others just can't get it or think it's wrong or bad or obscene or whatever they want to call it. Mm-hmm. Tropic of Cancer, Henry Miller, mm-hmm. the, the poem Howl by Allen Ginsberg, taken to court for obscenity, da, 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 da. Lady Chatterley's Lover. Yes. Banned for so many years until enough people said yes to Mm -hmm. this. And then three million copies in no time. Yeah. On the technological side, same thing. All the great inventions, all the things that couldn't be done suddenly are being done because someone confronting objections, not only uh, verbal, but even to the point of violence, but they push forward. Sure. I think about Elon Musk, Mm -hmm. for example. That whole world of creating electric cars and batteries that can really power your houses. It wasn't long ago when people said, oh, it's going to take forever to get batteries that can do anything like that. Mm -hmm. And these are corporate pioneers in a way, too, who are saying not only yes to things that can't be done, but yes to the planet. Richard Branson, well-known entrepreneur. Yeah. He says, if someone offers you an amazing opportunity to do something and you're not sure you can do it, say yes, then learn how to do it later. (laughs) Good. What do you say to that? I can relate to that. Uh, I can relate to it in, in terms of the traditional method of bearing fruit, which is immediate returns or profits, just believing in something. And it is difficult sometimes. because you're going to meet resistance in a variety of directions. Because it's not only you that's trying to do something that isn't standard. The people that you're perhaps even seeking help from are resistant because it's not benefiting them in an immediate fashion, and so on and so on. It takes courage. You're talking about courage in the face of Courage or stupidity. I mean, one can argue. (laughs) Some people will argue that it can also be stupid. Um, (laughs) They can be bound up with each other. Yeah, one can argue both ways. It's not just about that. It's, it's also about saying yes to something that you wouldn't consider at that time in your life. So, mm-hmm. for example, when I turned 40, a friend of mine said, hey, why don't you uh, come over to our martial arts club and have a look-see? Pop in, see what it's about. You know, say, well, okay, why not? Mm-hmm. I'm 40, so what? So I go over there, and sure enough, I'm taken by the martial art and how it's taught and the fact that you can be any age and still Mm -hmm. practice it and learn it and and be effective with it. And so at the age of 40, I began a martial arts pilgrimage, if you like, Mm -hmm. in the world of ninjutsu. And 10 years later, I was a black belt and teaching and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this the 40-year-old body is now 50 years old and was functioning well and did all these things. Mm-hmm. But had I not thought to say yes to that idea even, if I thought to myself, ah, I'm too old to start learning something like that, the body can't handle it, I'm 40 mm-hmm. plus, mm-hmm. wouldn't have done it. So I'm thrilled that I did, and I learned an awful lot, and it's changed my life. It's changed my physicality, sure. how I move in the world, yep. and that sort of thing. I'm still a klutz, but... <laughs> no, no, but I understand, because I said I'm yes. I'm an elegant klutz. Uh, yeah, I said yes to that, too, only the difference is probably wasn't so much a big yes, because I had done it when I was in my teens, and I left it for 25, 30 years, and then uh, went back to it in my mid-40s and stuck with it for four or five years, so... I've had a similar experience, probably from a different perspective, in that I was going primarily because I love the Eastern philosophies. I was a huge Bruce Lee fan as a youngster. Yeah! 
Yeah, I was I was just intrigued by the, the capabilities <laughs> of this very kind of diminutive man and his attitude. It wasn't just about physical performance. It was just about what we're talking about here. Yeah. Yes, I can. Yeah. His size or weight didn't seem to matter. Mm-hmm. And I also thought of it as just a kind of a way of gaining an internal confidence, which brought me even more peace, which has been kind of my life quest. I'm looking mm-hmm. for that peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, segue into Voxbox this time around. And we decided Mm -hmm. to give you a little treat by one of the greatest and most wonderful poets America ever produced. Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou, the goddess of poetry in my view. Great piece. Here's something she did, which is a wonderful piece. Check this out. Voxbox. So what's your story? You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll arise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Just because I walk as if I have oil wells pumping in my living room. (laughs) Just like moons and like suns with the certainty of tides, just like hope springing high. Still I rise. Did you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? Does my sassiness upset you? (laughs) Don't take it so hard just because I laugh as if I have gold mines digging in my own backyard. You can shoot me with your words. You can cut me with your lies. You can kill me with your hatefulness. But just like life, I rise. Does my sexiness offend you? Oh. (laughs) Does it come as a surprise that I dance? As if I have diamonds at the meeting of my thighs. Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past rooted in pain, I rise. A black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling and bearing in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak miraculously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I am the hope and the dream of the slave. And so, there I go. Box, box. And still I rise, which is like saying yes. Yes. The yes mentality put a president... Yes, we can. Yes, we can was uh, Barack Obama's catchphrase, the way make America great again was Trump's. Mm -hmm. And it galvanized the population of the United States the way Trump's did part of the population. Yeah, part, um, yeah. (laughs) And gave him a presidency. Yes, I can. People needed to hear. They uh, needed hope. uh, Yeah, hope and affirmation because so much that surrounds us in society says, no, we can't do this. Mm -hmm. You need people to step up and say, yes, we can. We will do this. And even if they don't give you particulars, yes. you go, wow, somebody can say yes to that? Okay, I think I can support them in some way. For me, when I hear yes, it's inherently hopeful. 
whether it's real or not, yeah. it needs to be seen. However, it's hopeful. And that's what human beings need, hopefulness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, religion knows that really well, too. Mm-hmm. Religion has used that for a long time. You think about the Baptist traditions, the hallelujah chorus and uh, people getting together in the church, in the temple and singing together and affirming their connection to God, mm-hmm. you know, saying yes to their faith. That's what, what religion is always going on about to the people, the lay people, you need to affirm your faith in the Lord, in God, or Allah, or whoever. Right. And you affirm it through prayer, through testimony, through community works, compassion, portraying all the good aspects of what that religion is saying, is mm-hmm. holy and sacred, all those things. So it's all about saying yes to that form of spirituality mm-hmm. that you've been given. Not being a religious, in a ceremonial sense, person myself, I would take that same kind of thinking and apply it to a hundred other areas. So give me an example of how you would apply it elsewhere. Well, wherever there's a group think or a group effort to remain hopeful and remain positive. So you applied it to religion. I might apply it to health Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as an example, diet, to understand the relevance of certain foods, of, of a way of living. It creates a hopefulness. It creates a thinking that says, you know, I can feel better. I don't have to have headaches all the time. I don't have to have all these digestive problems. Whatever the situation might be, it's just an alternative. doesn't mean, like you said before, nothing's a guarantee, but at least it gives me the possibility. And that's what human beings need. They need a possibility. It doesn't always necessarily have to come to fruition because when you embark on something, Mm -hmm. that may not work, but it may lead you to other things that do work. Right. And the importance of saying yes is really the opening of a door. Yeah. And Not limited it, it, to that specific thing at that time necessarily. And this kind of talk really didn't happen much at all prior to the 19, I guess, 50s. Mm-hmm. Norman Vincent Peale brought out his book, The Power of Positive Thinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the beginning of it in a way. The affirmation movement, you could almost call it which led into the New Age movement, which led into self-help books by the millions out there, where people pick up a book and the book kind of convinces them in one form or another that they can make the change that they've always wanted to make. And actually, that's perfect, Terry, the the self-help thing, because there's a million self-help books on a million subjects. Mm -hmm. And essentially, most of them repeat the same mantra. Which is? Which is self-empowerment, which is you can do it, which is here's how. Always look on the bright side of life kind of idea, right? So which in itself indicates our need to feel hopeful. So basically they're constantly repeating a similar story on different subjects, but the underlying message is always you can, it's possible. Yeah, I would go even farther, because when you say yes to something, it's commitment. Hmm. Saying, I commit to this. Yes, Could take me to hell and back, could take me to heaven, but I see something there that I must pursue. You know, and as an artist, that's critical, because Hmm. that's what you do as an artist. You find something that is drawing you towards it so powerfully, you can't say no. You have to say yes, even if it's something you don't even recognize, Mm -hmm. that how am I supposed to get from here to there as an artist? But you trust. So commitment and trust are the two power sources behind any yes, any affirmation, I would say. Hope is something that is there. If you're not 100% sure, you kind of (laughs) hope. Right. 
that it can be better. But these self-help books are there to get you to not hope so much, but to say, yes, I commit to that. Not so much say no to this, but say yes to something different. Good point. Those diet books that come out, and my mm -hmm. wife and I have gone on some of these diets yeah. uh, and done them. Oh, and yeah? saw the value directly in our physical bodies. Oh, okay. The Dukan diet was the one we went on. It was, it's mostly protein and greens. And we both lost weight. My sinus condition cleared up, that I had a chronic sinus condition. It cleared up, slept better. All kinds of good things came out of that change. What diet was that? It's the Ducan diet, and Ducan is a French doctor. It's similar to the Paleolithic diet, mm -hmm. uh, the Paleo diet. Focuses on proteins. On. Protein and greens as a kind of a mm -hmm. combo of foods. But we had to say yes to that. Interesting. So on the subject of yes, as I said earlier, I wanted to just bring up a few points that were sort of the benefits of saying yes. Yeah. And one of them was you actually help other people by saying yes. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Can. Yeah, sure. So let me be specific. Say you and I are together and I decide to try something new. I may, in fact, give you the courage to try something new as well by my example. Yeah. And I've talked about this before. My friend back in my university days when I was very shy and introverted and she said, uh, let's dance. And I didn't want to dance. I was not shy about it and stuff. Didn't She said, no, it's easy. You just let yourself go. And she started to <laughs> fling her arms and legs all around. And she was just this crazy, wobbly, flailing. whirling, dervish, flailing light source. And mm -hmm. something in me went, well, I maybe I can. Okay, I'll try it. And yeah. I started to just loosen up and, and, you know, right. it wasn't too long where I was the guy on the dance floor that everyone comes looking at going, wow, that guy can move. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I said yes. I said yes to letting my body move in the way it wanted to. Well, because when you decide to do something uncomfortable, it often inspires others to do something uncomfortable that is uncomfortable to them as well. So this energy just perpetuates itself. Yeah. And without getting too personal about right, it, right. we talked about being diuretic or, or having constipation. And I've had that through my life and different people do right. at different times. And often it's during times of stress when we are constipated, actually. Mm -hmm. And my point to that was that's when we're saying no, no to ourselves, no to the world, not letting anything in and not wanting to let anything out. And it manifests itself physically. As constipation, which is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. you know? One of the other things that, that uh, saying yes, uh, and this was in a, this wasn't an article, I don't remember which article, but it actually says that it boosts your brain power. Uh-huh. It's a process called neuroplasticity. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because the experiences are triggering the nervous system in the brain, mm -hmm. synapses and so on. You're actually expanding your capabilities mentally. Yeah. A very good example of that in a way is, well, it's related to changing your diet, mm -hmm. is uh, ingesting a drug of some kind. There are drugs we ingest that are prescription drugs for particular conditions, and that changes stuff too, not always in a good way. Mm -hmm. But there are also you know, recreational drugs, marijuana, hashish, yep. LSD back in the yep. 60s before they kind of banned it, yep. that operated on the neuroplasticity of the brain and opened different synapses that weren't there before and oriented mm -hmm. the brain in different ways. And one came away after these experiences thinking differently about the world, yeah. seeing the world in a different way. Yeah, and saying yes is a form of that because it actually changes the experience that you're having. That's right. Big time, we say yes to love in relationships. There's another area mm -hmm. where if you don't say yes, you don't hook up with people. You have to say yes to many 
aspects of your life to actually have a relationship with someone right. that is uh, powerful and strong and good. You're actually saying yes to letting go of certain habits on behalf of your partner, for example, saying yes to the fact that we are together as a couple and I need to and think about that person whenever I'm thinking about anything big Mm -hmm. in life. All these ways of saying yes to our partner affirms the relationship. Strengthens it. Strengthens it. Makes you feel more connected. Yeah. One of the other things, it uh, actually slows down the aging process. Here I'll give you an actual quote. It says, researchers have found that as we enter middle age, our lives tend to become more routine and we unconsciously become more comfortable and less willing to seek change. Right. As a result, aging often involves using less of our brains and unused neurons stop generating new synapses and have fewer connections with other neurons. Neuroscientists have found that they can promote neuron and synapse growth in the middle-aged and elderly by breaking up normal routines and putting people into new, challenging, interesting situations that force them to think and act in a different way. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. That is interesting. I was in a meeting the other day around creating a theater performance about aging with some musicians and an actor. And the actor was this lovely woman who's 87 years old. Hmm. And the first thing she said was, I want people to know that I'm not elderly, I'm not getting older, I'm old, Ah. I'm old, and it's okay, right? because it's new, it's something new, I'm in another phase of life, it's as new as when I was 40 years old was new, this is new, and I'm embracing it, I'm embracing the fact that I'm losing bits of my memory, it's frustrating, but I can embrace yeah. that, say yes to it. It's right. just part of the new scenario, the new kaleidoscope. And I thought that was very refreshing in mm-hmm. a way. And she's with it. She's very bright and curmudgeonly, likes to take control of the situation and direct the thing. Right. But to make that statement, because we get a lot of this pablum and this pap about aging. And I'm not old. I'm just elderly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, George Carlin would make fun of that, too. Mm-hmm. Sure. So saying yes to who you are, where you are in your life. You're actually putting a positive spin on something that we normally associate with negative expression. Sure. And then the ultimate yes is to say yes at the point of dying, to say Mm -hmm. yes to the next phase, whatever that is, Mm -hmm. right? That's maybe the most difficult yes of all. That's a whole other topic on also assisted dying, which is the ultimate yes. Also for the person assisting, mm-hmm. absolutely to say yes to that absolutely. is a major responsibility for sure and moral decision, mm-hmm. of course, right? Another point is that you tend to have less regret in life. They say that one of the most common statements made by people in their closing years or closing moments is that they regret more what they didn't try than what they actually did. Mm-hmm. What's that song that came out, the happiness song? Don't Worry, Be Happy? Yeah. Don't Worry, Be Happy. That one I like a lot that relates. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Yes, we have no bananas. <laughs> we have no bananas today. Oh, 
The Sill Podcast, Perspectives on Art and Technology, is a Connecting Dots Media production. Available at thesillpodcast.com. Thank you.